New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com Are you a company looking for someone to help them with their content? Why not try out GL Pro? GL Pro are a business based in London that help lots of companies like yours develop content for the web, whether it's film, audio, podcasts, or even website design. Get in contact with them today for a free consultation on www.glpro.co.uk Sanshirati Talks. Hi guys, welcome to the next instalment of Sanj Sarati Talks. I've got an amazing guest for you guys. I want you at home to start clapping your hands, start cheering for the amazing Beth Sienna. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I know this is weird. Like we've never met each other. We don't know each other. We've never seen each other. But right now we're talking to each other and people are listening, which is great. Yeah. For you guys listening at home, if you want to share anything, if you've got any questions or whatever, please use the hashtag Sanjarati Talks. So Beth Sienna, you are a star. I know that. I've seen you on TV. As a singer, you're just amazing. You look wicked. You've got like a really good persona. There are going to be some people on here that haven't heard about you. It'd be good if you could give a brief background about you, where you're from and, and who you are as an artist. Someone asked me the other day, uh, you know, how I would describe myself. Like, sort of what role would I give myself? And I I had a while to think about it, actually. And the best I could come up with was a, just a storyteller, really. Um, so I've always trained. Um, I trained in acting. Um, so I went to drama school. So I'm an actress, singer-songwriter. Um, yeah, so just a, a performer. And I just love to use art really to be able to tell stories and create connection I think that for me is my driving force um and hopefully I you know you can see that when I'm performing when I'm taking on a character um and I I try not to wear different hats I try to sort of um make them all as one so for instance when I am singing I'm also um you know acting and performing and being physical not just sort of standing there using my voice so to speak Um, which is why I love artists like Kate Bush for instance because I think she is really theatrical and 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 her performances to me they just sort of they tell stories and they they use all different art forms really. So you mentioned you went to drama school which drama school did you go to? (laughs) I studied at Mount View, Mount View Academy which is um Oh, I think it's moved now. At the time, it was based in in North London. Um, so I trained there for three years. Yeah. And that's when I, that's when I, that was my first move to London, which was in, oh my gosh, 2009. Because um, I'm originally from Wales. And it's awesome. a, a seaside town kind of gal. <laughs> uh, so it was, a, yeah, a major uh, shock at first. But it was amazing. And, um, and then I lived in London for years and I, I moved back. Uh, I moved to Cardiff about three years ago. With regards to like your Welsh roots, yeah. Um, did you start off in Cardiff initially? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Born and bred, really. And I'm a Welsh speaker as well. So um, my education and everything was in Welsh language. Um, so I started off uh, doing a lot of things for S4C, which is a Welsh channel, Welsh language channel over here. 
Yeah. So I did. I I was always competing in the ice skate board, um, and so really, yeah. I think I think being Welsh as well. You you, I think the two main things are sort of sports and and the arts, which I'm really lucky for. And I always I always joke. I say, I I say, I feel like going to a Welsh school. You you start learning how to harmonise in primary school. It's the first thing you do in the morning. You just harmonise all your songs before you start your lessons. Um, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, um, choral work going on and, and a lot of bands that are created. And I think music is music and drama and sport is just huge in Wales. Um, so I was quite lucky from an early age of having quite a lot of support with that. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. And just with regards to you being a Welsh speaker, a bit of background on me. So I used to be in a band that used to tour all over the place and we used to play Wales all the time. Um, Yeah. And like one of the things I was just fascinated with was the fact that you guys can speak another language like like fluidly. And there's like Welsh television channels and like so you can speak fluent Welsh. Yes, yeah, and all the signs as well. Obviously, people were fascinated by it because as soon as you, as soon as you cross that bridge, it's it's quite surreal for some people. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they genuinely, you know, friends of mine that are English and they they've come and they're like, I feel like I'm in another country. <laughs> I'm like, well, you actually are, but. <laughs> <laughs> It, and it's so weird. I know. It's it's such a beautiful part of the world as well, Wales. Like, yeah, it's just. I think it's just. Um, I just find it really cathartic. I just think it's really green. There's a lot of hills and valleys, and um, I just think it's yeah, it's really relaxing, and it's a complete different pace as well um, compared to, for instance, big cities like London. Mm. Um, you know, even in a city like Cardiff, it's just it's just a complete different pace. It's really slow, really quiet, and I always used to um, laugh because. When I was living in London, obviously my family is still are still um, in Wales, so I'd I'd come home quite a bit. And the one the thing where I used to think, okay, this is where I need to change my pace because this is you just have a different energy, different pace when you're in London. I used to come back, and you know, um, the escalators in yeah. London are just like racing through, and everyone's barging past. And with you know, if you come here, the escalator you just have to stand there. And everyone's just so chilled. <laughs> like, <laughs> the person that's trying to rush through, everyone's just thinking, oh, God, look at this person. <laughs> <laughs> this person needs to relax. <laughs> <laughs> so you moving to London and then moving back, was that a choice because you wanted to or was there a reason behind it? or like yeah, what? Um, I think for me, um, I'd finished drama school and I was um, trying to... You know, I got my. I was very lucky to get a brilliant agent, and I was in and out of auditions, and I got a few bits and pieces of acting work. And but the thing is, I think juggling two two careers where um, you have to put a lot in before you get, you know, before you can get back um, with regards to finances. I think you have to juggle different jobs and be flexible. And I just found it really draining because I needed to be able to be free for the studio whenever it was available. I needed to be able to drop and go to an audition if I had an hour's notice. And then I was juggling, you know, about at one time, four different jobs. Um, So I was getting up at 6 a.m., doing a job, finishing. Then I was doing some teaching, finishing that, then waitressing. Then, you know, all around everything else I was doing. And I just thought, I feel like I was running myself to the ground and I wasn't being able to present myself as best I felt I could. So I just thought, I think the best thing for me to do is to just move out of the city for a bit where things are a bit cheaper so that I can invest properly into my career. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And the thing about London, although it is fantastic, um, it can be quite stifling from an artistic point of view. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing I thought, it, and it is amazing, you know, it's, it's, it's a great energy there, and that's where it's all at, and I was battling with that decision for about three years before I finally moved, because of that, I just thought, well, this is where everything is, but then I, I came to the realisation of, I'm not actually making the most of it, because I'm, I'm trying to pay my rent and pay my bills, and I'm working all the time, jobs that I don't want to be doing, mm. so I felt like then my... Um, my artistry was was massively affected um 
So I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to have to do it and move out of the city for a bit. And it was actually, actually more, more has happened for me since I moved out of London, in London, <laughs> than it was when I was actually there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally got you. Totally got you. And that's the beauty of this this current um, like digital democracy that we're living in at the moment is you can still engage with the communities that you want to engage with without having to live in that that space, you know? Exactly. I, I think we're really lucky in that sense. Like you said, um, everything that's happening digitally, I think I think when we're in that sense, we're more connected than ever. And I think things are a lot easier to get in, to, to get into certain communities um, without having to physically be there 24-7. So and and also, you know, traveling now is 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 easier. Um and luckily for me, I, I have a lot of um friendships and I, I I laid a lot of my foundations in London. So I felt like I now just dip in and out. So and I felt really lucky then because I was sort of in London for certain days of the week and then I was able to be sort of near the beach then for the weekend and and it just helped with my outlook mindset um amazing so it's great that you've got like this really kind of positive vibe about you with the way you talk about you know the the art form which which is really important because um i mean obviously i've I've lived all my life in london but like i've spent a lot of time out in la as well and i've met a lot of people who are who have just just been beaten down by the you know they've kind of gone oh, somewhere with dreams and slowly they, they've just kind of deteriorated as as human beings because of that rat race stifling sort of circle that they've surrounded themselves yeah it can be quite suffocating but don't get me wrong I, I know I have my moments like that as well which is why I think I do tend to gravitate more with regards to uh, connecting with people and friendships. I do gravitate more towards people that are in this industry and mm. and have a similar um, history and and goals because I think that it can for other people it's not it's hard to relate to because it is like you said it's something that you've been wanting all your life and something that you feel you're destined for or something that you feel well, that's my calling or that's what I'm good at. But it's so hard. It's not. It's similar to other jobs, you know, you you know what the goal is, you know what you need to do to get there. But with this, unfortunately, it's unpredictable. Yeah. I think that's what can destroy someone is that um, you know, they they can't they never they're never feeling fulfilled because they're not doing what they love doing. And and also it's the same as um it can be financially draining as well. Um, especially if you're from, you know, a working class background and everything. I just think um it, it's a lot different. And I think that um is is can be quite overwhelming as well and also for me um with regards to act, the acting side of things the amount of auditions that i've gone to and i've had and i've been rejected and it's and you, you people say oh how can you not get it personal because it is personal so they say oh you're not tall enough or we're looking for someone with brown eyes and you've got blue so no or they look at your history or the work you've done or maybe your regional accent and things like this but and and that can take its toll as well. The amount of auditions I've done where, oh. you know, <laughs> you, you kind of, you'll do like, I don't know, 10 in a day and it's just rejection after rejection after rejection, yeah. you know, and it, it, it can yeah. be, I mean, you have to have thick skin in this industry. Definitely. You do, you do. And I, and I, but I think, I think also that we're, we're also just, we're human and I think we can have thick skin in, this is what I um, have experienced anyways. I think that, you can have thick skin in that area and people are uh, sort of in awe of it. They think, oh, how can you not be sensitive to that? Mm. You've just, you know, in one week you've had 13 rejections. Um, but then you can, you, it, it can affect your self-esteem in other areas of life, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you're just human and you, of course it does affect you, but you can probably channel it in a different area. But yeah, it's like even um, a few, well, before lockdown, I think I'd, because also sometimes with these auditions, you ha- it's a, it's a grueling process of, you know, six recalls. So you're still doing that. Like, you can get down to this, you know, the final three and then rejection. It's, it's, it's hard. Then you, you get that one, you know, you get that one job and, and it's totally worth it. And Absolutely. Well, that, that's what I live for. I love that moment yeah. when you walk into a room mm. and within a split second, you've got a connection with the casting team. Like it yeah. feels good. And they're really, they're, they're all driven by your energy, which is, which is really refreshing. And as you say, that's why we do it, you know? Yeah. 
definitely. I think we're going to talk about this later, but let's focus on you as um, as an actor, as an actress, like yeah. your your experiences yeah. as an actress. So, what have you done, television and film wise? Um, so I've done a bit of television. Um, I when I first had drama school, it was really ex- it was a really exciting time actually. Well, when I I really enjoyed the auditioning process then. Yeah. <laughs> so naive. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. Um, and I think the first job that I got, well, I've got, I got a few of sort of Welsh language stuff. Um, but the first BBC job that I had was for the Our Girl pilot. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And, and, um, and that was, that was really cool, but it was fun as well because it wasn't your stereotypical, what I'd told, what I'd been told that I'd be get, or that I'd get because of my casting. It was so different. You know, we were out the uniforms that we got to wear the training that we got to have, um, the drills that we had to learn, and also just sort of living that life, really. Um, we were actually, you know, in Purbright, we were um, on the barracks for weeks and just in, that own, in our own little bubble with it all. And it was just fun. And I, and, I, and I met some great women when I was doing that that are still my friends now. Awesome. So that was my first experience, and it was so much fun, especially because of three years of drama school um where you're just um sheltered really it was really mm. finally put it all to use and um and then I've done um I had a bit of a skin on casualty which was really fun as well um skins they did a sort of um a rerun of um I think they 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 delved into the character stories yeah um, so got involved in that and then um and then theatre-wise, I recently, well, I say recently, it was probably a couple of years ago, um, I was one of the lead characters um, for The Assassination of Katie Hopkins. Wow. Provocative title. Yeah. Yeah. And but I, I say recently because we've just, we've just done a rerun of that at the Turbine Theatre in Battersea. Um, wow. That's awesome. Just, just before lockdown, really. I mean, yeah, the end of January. Talk to me about that play. What is it about? I so, mean, obviously, um, it's hard. You know what? I'm really, I feel really passionately about it. I think it's an amazing piece, and I'm really, with fingers crossed, that it's it's going to get its West End debut because I really think it deserves a large London audience, and it's it just raises a lot of debates, and that's what I love about theatre is that it can create a discussion that needs to be had. Yeah. Um, so it mostly focuses on, I know obviously the, what the title says, but it focuses on areas that I think are really current at the moment. So problems that we have online, um, like, uh, you know, abuse, um, free speech, um, the justice system, um, racism, um, um, you know, sexism, ageism. It just covers all different things, really. And I think, Every time we had an audience, an amazing debate was was created afterwards. And wow! It was it's just a really really clever piece, and the writer Chris Bush, she's just, uh, she's just incredible, and her writing is so clever, and she's amazing. She's amazingly talented, and it's a musical as well, which you wouldn't expect. So that's really fun, um, but it's the sort of music that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Wow. Um, it's not sort of razzle-dazzle, you know, it's, uh, it, it really hits you hard. Like some of the lyrics are very hard-hitting, but it's good. So fingers crossed. How long has that been running for? It ran for um, a few weeks up north in Theatre Cloyd, and then we did, um, then we did a workshop in um, London um, a year ago, maybe? Uh, okay. Yeah, that, last summer, Jay Wood's Baby did that, and then and then Turbine Theatre then. So I think, you know, they're hoping that it'll get a bigger life. Brilliant. And, and you were singing in that? Yes, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it was me and another actress, Mamuna um, Memon, who were the, um, the lead actresses in that. So it follows our stories, really. Amazing. We've touched on quite a lot of things in these, these first 20 minutes, which is amazing. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who'd really want to hear about your experience on The Voice. 
Yes. So talk to us about that. So you, you were on The Voice, it was last year, it was kind of spring, yeah. summertime, is that right? Yes, it was. Um, yeah, well, I just finished, um, I just finished another show and I had started, <laughs> I'd started um, researching into, I wanted to start to learn how to meditate because I, my, I'm just very over analytical. I'm always thinking, I'm always overthinking. And so I, I wanted to start doing that. So I was looking into this, um, into Deepak Chopra's meditations. It's all about abundance and, and, you know, manifestation and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I started that that week. And one of the things that I picked up on was I just thought, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to overthink my, my decisions. And I'm just going to try and say yes to everything and see where it leads me. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because I do have a point with it, because with regards to reality, reality TV, before then, I'd had a very restrictive thought process on it. Um, I was very restricted with how I thought. And I thought, oh, I just had a negative opinion on it. Yeah. Um, just because of people that I'd know, had known had gone on certain shows and... Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. Ctmobile.com. I have a very good experience. Or they said that they felt that it was, they were trying to mold them in, into something that they weren't. So there was no sort of real authenticity. Um, so, you know, I was quite, yeah, just restricted with my thought process. So I started this new way of thinking. And that week, I'd had an, I, I had a message from one of the producers from The Voice. And they said, oh, um, friend has sent, you, sent us your, your details. Um, we've, been, we've been, you know, watching your stuff online. So I just was putting up videos and everything on my Facebook page. And so they said, we're in Cardiff tomorrow. We'd really like to meet you. And so I thought, well, I've just, <laughs> I've just said I'm going to say yes to everything. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah. And Funnily enough, because I was so used to going to sort of musical theatre auditions, I'd prepared, <laughs> I'd prepared a, a score to take in. So I thought, I'll take this to the pianist, you know, I'll mark it up. And obviously it's so different because it, it's, um, it's, just a complete, it's a different world. Yeah. And I, I got there and I was, I was really nervous about the whole thing. I thought, I don't know what to expect. I walked in, I said, oh, I'm yeah, prepared. I had my sheet music. They looked at me like I was the most bizarre thing ever. <laughs> they were like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pianist? <laughs> <laughs> said, no, no, no. You just have to sing. Um, so I hadn't prepared anything. So I thought, I'm going to have to just sing one of my own. Yeah. So, um, so I sang one of my own songs and um, I didn't hear anything for about a month. And I sort of then forgot about it. I thought, I'm listening. I didn't get it. And then I got a call and then they said, you know, we'd like to see you again. So there was about four rounds, I think, before the big round, which you know is going to be televised and, and in front of the, the coaches. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think for me, that was a real big moment because I, I was thinking to myself, right, if I don't get a turn, that for me is a sign that I should probably not pursue this side of things yeah which i know you probably shouldn't think like that but i just had so many um knockbacks with things and i was thinking oh you know how much longer can i keep pursuing this mm. so it was a real big moment for me i just thought oh, i just i just need one turn and it will just you know even if, it, if even if i don't go further after that at least then i've got that sign and i know i just need to keep going um so yeah and then obviously the it happened and I, I remember um Nicole who'd gone on and she'd managed to be able to sing a duet with, with Jennifer Hudson yeah I she'd gone on maybe two two artists before me yeah so I was in the wings and I could hear it and then I and, and Jennifer Hudson was one of her you know biggest sort of icons and uh and she said oh imagine that would be amazing and it did happen and I thought oh 
my God, I can't believe she's singing with her. That is insane. And then I remember thinking, oh, God, imagine if I got to sing with Tom. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and so I, I, I stood on there and I just remember thinking, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really nerve-wracking because you're singing, so you're using your voice, but it's so dry and you can't swallow. And <laughs> oh my God. And, I, and the classic, I just stood there thinking, I can't remember my first line. Um, <laughs> and I was just shaking. Because I was thinking, oh, God, please, just somebody turn, just give me a sign. Oh. Um, yeah, and then I remember I sang the entire song and nobody, I looked at the chairs and nobody had turned. I could still see the backs of chairs. I thought, oh, good God, this is horrific. Nobody's turned. And I think I sang the last note and I just thought, well, that's it then. And I looked and Jennifer Hudson was just staring at me. Wow. Oh, my God. So that was incredible. And then to think that, what led on from that was me and Tom Jones singing together. Yeah. It was just, it was just crazy. It was just, it was just unreal. It was probably one of the best moments of my life. Wow. I mean, he's, he's incredible. I, I saw him, I used to work for Music Week and he invited a few oh, wow. people to South Bank to see him busking. And literally it was just what him was and an acoustic guitar. And he had no mic, but he just captivated yeah. everyone there. Like everyone was just, just watching him it was just it was beautiful so that must have been amazing singing with him yeah it's incredible yeah i know what you mean without a mic i mean his projection is just incredible um mm -hmm. just amazing but yeah and i think for me being from wales um and you know the areas that we're from and everything and he's he's from south wales i think growing up i really really sort of um looked up to him as yeah as 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 inspiration and also as to just help me believe that it is possible because I think sometimes I mean I did notice it when I moved to London I think you do if you're from you know certain areas um outside of London like you you do you tend to get mocked quite a bit and um and especially being Welsh I mean there's so many jokes isn't there <laughs> <laughs> so I you know I sort of really really looked up to him and he really inspired me and and my, one of my lifelong dreams ever since I was a child was to one day sing with him and I used to say to my mum 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 one day I'm going to sing with him I'm going to sing with him it's to practice all his songs as, as if I was singing a duet so that moment for me was more than I think anyone would have ever realized yeah yeah it's pretty well, incredible no absolutely absolutely and so so what was he like as a mentor um he was amazing I just thought Never in a million years did I expect. Did I expect to have these moments where, where him and I were just having these normal conversations about you know whether we wanted sugar in our coffee or something? I just thought <laughs> this is, and he's such a laid back bloke. He's so, for me, he is just yeah, he's just a typical Welshman. He he's just really laid back, make, wicked sense of humour, um, just incredible. You would never think that he is a sir tom jones you know yeah just really nice and also very family orientated um absolutely love his son because because his son mark is his man is um his management team his son and his, his daughter-in-law um just yeah love them just great vibe great circle and and just really lovely bloke incredible and and are you still in touch with with those guys yeah they're still very much you know wanting to know what's going on um and wanting to offer help where they can you know even if it's just a bit of advice and jennifer hudson is amazing for that really really supportive mm. i feel really lucky to have her in my corner um really grateful for that and i've got to say all of them will i am ollie Mers, really really um just great like wanting to connect wanting to help you just can see why why they're on a show like that. Um, yeah. They actually do care, which is great. How long was that kind of process, the whole voice from you auditioning to to it kind of climaxing to the end of the show? Like, how long yeah. was that? In total, it was a year. Wow. About a year, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a... It was a it was a long, long process. But it was so enjoyable. It was just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just really really fun. 
I had a great time, didn't stop laughing, like learned so much. And I also wanted to use um, everything that was available to me really whilst I was doing it because they just had the best of the best, you know, even the from the production to the coaches from and the creative team and the creative contacts that you make through that show is just um, just incredible. Yeah, because I saw some of the shows that you did towards the end that are on YouTube and some of the production value on that was just incredible. Like there's that one where there's those group of guys are lifting you up and you were like singing and being carried. Like it was awesome. Oh, it's incredible. You know, I was getting to work with people that have produced and put on shows for the Brits. I mean... It was just... Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D virtual try-on. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices, get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95. It was great. And and they're, again, just so supportive. And I think um, they really enjoyed the fact that I was really theatrical and I was sort of um, wanting to constantly step out of my comfort zone. Mm. so I think they really honed in on that and and we had a lot of fun so since your experience on The Voice what's been going on what was your kind of game plan and how has that developed yeah so I finished um around well April um last year and and I think for me the show really gave me a sense of my my artistry and and sort of what road I wanted to go down with genre branding and all that sort of stuff and yeah and 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 really finding out who I was as an artist because I think before then I did struggle with the fact that I was a trained actress and and I, I studied movement and then I was a singer but I was also a songwriter and and I was struggling to imagine all of them and yeah and figure out how they can all fit together and I think that show def- well I know it just definitely really helped that and um, so I found out who I was. So what I wanted to do was just sort of start from scratch with regards to my material and and just get into the studio and write and write and write, which is what I was lucky enough to be able to do. So, and I was really lucky to work with just a plethora of amazing writers. And I spent most of the, the, the latter of last year just, just writing. So I'm really, really excited. I've got all of this material um, ready to go. And also just, you know, making the most of the exposure from it because I'm aware that it doesn't last long, you know. So I was just taking every opportunity that was coming my way. And I was also going out and physically sort of knocking on doors. Yeah. um, Which has really helped everything. And I'm hoping now once this sort of stage that we're all going through ends, it'll really really pay off so yeah so we'll we'll touch on COVID-19 actually in a second but I just wanted to kind of talk to you about the writing process at the moment so you said you've you've written some songs so have you written about an album's worth is that right yeah I have actually that wasn't that wasn't my aim I just wanted to really I just wanted to create as much material as I could yeah and sort of go off the basis of just thinking of them all as singles yeah single releases um but yeah I've, I've, I've got enough now for, for an album's worth really awesome and you mentioned that you've been writing with people so who have you been writing with um so i've been writing with um my when i first finished i, I just um contacted a friend of mine who is, is, a, is a person i write with and he's amazing i, I met him i was lucky enough to get invited onto a songwriting retreat Chris Stifford songwriting retreat in Glastonbury. Wow. And yeah, it was amazing. It's my first experience. And you can just be so indulgent in in just being creative. Um, so we, we were there for a week. And what happens is you have every day you work with a different writing team. Wow. So you only have a day to write and, and finish a song. And then in the evening you go over to the coach house and you perform it for everybody. Wow. And That's yeah, awesome. It's amazing. So and you're really lucky because you're amongst new sort of upcoming artists and then you're getting to work with established writers, artists, producers. So really able to, to learn. So I met a few great writers and and created really good um, relationships. So I started working with Gary Clark, who is amazing. And he's sort of doing a lot of stuff for Netflix and Amazon at the moment. 
Right. Um, so I flew over to Dundee and we worked, we, fin- we finished and, and sort of reproduced a track that I'd done previously, but I wanted to give it a different edge. And then we'd written a, a, a new track. And then I wrote with, um, who was after that? I've written with Mark Nevin, um, Beth Nielsen Chapman, um, Ben Adams from A1. He's amazing. Um, Shelley Paul, um, Pam Shane, which was incredible because when I was younger, um, <laughs> one of my favourite go-to songs was um, Beanie in a Bottle. Christina Aguirre, and she's written that. that wow, okay. So when I was working with her and, and Joe Kington and and um, and Danny Cush, I was like in the studio and she said something. What did she say? She said, oh, it's, well, that's one of the best vocals I've ever heard. And I, I was there, sat there like giving like little fist pumps thinking, oh, she's worked with Christina Aguilera. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great. I've just been, um, yeah, I've just been having a great time really. And, and just... <laughs> So, so, um, so this this touch on your voice. So, Beth Ziana, like your um, your voice is is incredible. Like what I've heard, what I've oh, seen, it, it is like, I mean, it's there's a lot of soul there. There's a lot of power. Um, there's a lot of emotion. Um, how did you how did you get to that? Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for twenty five dollars a line with AutoPay and five G access included on America's largest five G network. <laughs> So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Um, well, I think it's uh, I think I've always just been so passionate about music, mostly soul and Motown. But I started off in jazz, um, and I used to go to and, and sing with jazz bands every weekend. When I was about mm, about fourteen, I started doing that. But as I said before, then you know, from the age of probably about six, I started competing in the Nationalized Bedford where it's all singing competitions. So I started doing, I started off doing that and I was really lucky to have really supportive teachers who I'm, I'm still in touch with now and who actually helped me quite a bit when I was doing the voice as well. Yeah. Um, and they were just very, they were very pushy. They were very encouraging. I mean, I, I was always saying, no, 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 I'm not going to be doing that. Um, but they sort of, yeah, pu- pushed me into it really and, and helped give me confidence with it. And I think from an early age, my voice, was I remember I, even when I listened to recordings, it was very, very, very husky and very low. Okay. So I never used to want to sing because all of the other girls sounded very high and sweet and angelic. Um, but I think it was, yeah, definitely the support system around me that helped give me the confidence with it. And then I just started um, pursuing that really and, and, and pushing myself. And I think for me, I was doing the Ice Bedford. Um, I must have been about 12. And there was someone in the audience that's a really well-known um, Welsh artist. And they were doing a show for the first time. I think sort of Pop Idol and Fame Academy were, were running really successfully. So they wanted to do a Welsh language version. And they did. And it was called Wow, wow Factor. And they asked me to just be involved. So I went went and auditioned and then got the next round then the next round and and I reached the finals with that and it was me and runner-up was Duffy wow yeah I was about 13 I think she was 19 at the time um so I think that was where it all started to be honest and I've just I've just tried to pursue that ever since and I think with regards to musicality and, and vocals I've just had fun just playing around and trying to improve and and learn different techniques mm. and for me it's, it's got to always be about emotion you've got to always be singing in a way that you know singing in a way where people know oh, okay she's telling a story and she really means that yeah so you're Not connecting with the audience a hook for the sake of it yeah yeah that wouldn't just wouldn't do anything for me 
Um, which is why I, I, I insist on, you know, writing my own songs because then I know what I'm singing about and I mean it. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, and so what do you do for warm-ups? Oh God. Um, I mean, it's funny because sometimes, you know, I have friends, um, I think a few weeks ago, not a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I was doing a gig out in Berlin and my sister-in-law, I asked her to drive me to the airport. So I was having to do the warm-ups in the car and she could not breathe. She was laughing. So <laughs> I think for someone who doesn't know about that, it just looks ridiculous. You know, you're doing all your trills or your lip trills, um, the facial expressions you're doing. But for me, the one that really helps is I make sure I use a nebulizer all the time. Okay. Which um, just steams your vocal cords and just keeps it extremely hydrated because I'm, yep. I'm, I'm aware I've got quite a husky voice. And straw work, I just work a lot with the straw. So you're singing and you're doing your, your scales and everything, but with a straw. Wow. Okay. Yeah, sure. and that really helps. That's my my. That's the best one for me, really. But when I was doing when I was doing the show, when I was doing the voice, when I um I did a song called River, and it was really really high and also quite demanding with regards to the stamina. So what I did was I my I I went on a treadmill and I sang on a treadmill every day. Wow. Um to try and and then when I was faced with nerves and having to do the routine and sit and basically belt the song, um, yeah. it wouldn't be so tiring. Yeah. Uh, and it really, really helped. And I think, honestly, that's what helped with the next one where I was sort of singing upside down and being carried was being able to really, really engage your core because it's so tiring. It's like when, you, when they finally put me on my feet, I was thinking, oh, my God, I feel like I've just run a marathon. <laughs> 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 but yeah that helps but it's a weird one but it definitely helps no totally i mean um like my experience being in the band like you know we, we, i was we were in a metal band you know so we were like screaming like up and down the m1 basically that's, that's the thing is i always think the thing with bands you know it's all about um i think people expect you to just have this persona you know drinking whilst you're singing and lots of stuff but it's not good for your vocals like, no. how you, so how did you used to warm up how did you used to sort of maintain um, so exactly exactly stuff you're talking about so loads of cardio so i would you know we would we would stay somewhere after a show and then i would wake up early and just go for a run um and if there was a swimming pool swimming pool nearby i would go for a swim um especially like around europe you just find like a river and just start swimming in the river oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which sounds a bit weird but like just getting your lungs going so that they're prepared for that that yeah. strength strenuous yeah. you know yeah it's important so so that's great. I mean, you're the first singer I've spoken to that's spoken about that singing on the treadmill concept and like <laughs> working with your core and stuff, which is which is brilliant. Just from speaking to you, I can tell that you're very disciplined about your your craft, your art form. You're very driven, and when you write music, you you've got a really good team around you, and you just focus on it and get it done, which is fantastic to hear because there's a lot of singers that I've met who, who struggle with that. How are you coping with the current COVID-19 situation at the moment? Like, how are you still being creative? How are you using the time at the moment to be as productive? Yes. Productive? As productive as possible. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, um, I'm just trying to embrace it, embrace the sort of, I tell you what I'm enjoying is the stillness because last year especially was very very chaotic in the sense that sort of wherever I you know wherever I lay my hat is my home type of thing I just sort of lived out the suitcase and for me um I realized that routine is really really important um and it's quite that's quite hard to keep in place when you're all over the place and that your next move is quite unpredictable so it's nice at the moment to just be still so I'm trying to take advantage of it. And um, I did have, especially the beginning of the year, I don't know whether it was, you know, January blues or if it was sort of the, the end of last year. I did have a couple of weeks where I wasn't necessarily feeling as motivated. I wasn't feeling as upbeat. Yeah. So and of course, I do have those moments. And I just thought it, it's now I just need to sort of hone in on, on um, 
just refocusing, re-energizing, because I think that's really important because of course you can you can drain yourself sometimes because I think as a performer, you're constantly giving out your energy all the time. And I think sometimes you do have to take a step back. So I'm trying to embrace it and I'm learning the piano. So I, I bought a piano in January. Um, so I'm learning the piano. I'm just trying to pick up the guitar again, learning some new things. Um, yeah, writing, writing some top lines. Um, I'm going to the beach every day. Um, wow. And making the most of that because I was in London so much. I was a bit between London, uh, London and Manchester all of last year. So I just kind of make the most of being near the sea. Um, yeah, meditating, yoga, working out, writing, contacting people. Um, you know, making... With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming... Hey, Mom! Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Uh, making, yeah, sort of lists and, and getting ready for my next move. Because I think the next move is to is to release a single independently. And I know that's, um, yeah, that's that's going to be a huge thing. So I'm just getting everything in place, getting everything ready. And also just not feeling bad about about chilling out. Yeah. And I can beat myself up because I, I always have this mindset of you're not going to get anywhere if you just sat down doing nothing. But I think it's important to be able to relax and, and maybe, you know, binge watch some TV. And so I'm actually just watching, watching things and being able to watch TV series that I've never been able to do. Um, what are you watching at the moment? OK, so I watched um, Unorthodox, which I thought was amazing. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, very, very heavy. I definitely had to go for a walk afterwards because I, mm. I watched the whole thing. But, I mean, just just fascinating and really, really interesting and also makes you feel really lucky that you're not tied into any community. You're sort of free to be who you want to be. Absolutely. And we can really take that for granted. So I learned a lot watching that. Um, what else did I watch? I watched Green Book as well, which is incredible. And Love um, that film. Yeah, obviously it's about... Um, Italian-American guy and this African-American guy and their relationship and how their judgment on one another and one another's culture completely changes and the friendship they create. And it's great. And obviously it's based on true story, which I love. And then I loved it so much. And then afterwards, you know, they they tell you about what happened to them afterwards. And I think the the, the Italian guy works at Topa Cabana. Yes. A picture came up of him and Tom Jones. Ah! <laughs> so I was just like, in my own little word, thinking, oh, I'm connected to them. <laughs> yeah i mean that that film is beautiful i mean the the soundtrack's incredible it's like well filmed the performance is obviously i kind of connected to it a lot because he was a black guy that was performing to predominantly yes. uh white crowds white, and white audiences yeah and, and when, he, he was going against the stereotype wasn't he yeah he yeah boundaries and when um, so the band I was in, because we were we were very political, we were a punk band. We played the 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 underground punk scene, and there there was a, not always, but there was a kind of sometimes uh, quite proud. yeah, like a like a little bit of an oppressive Aryan notion about the punk scene. Um, so sometimes I would feel a bit worried, and you could sense that in in his uh, his fear because he was kind of quite proud and strong minded and and kind of elegant in his his gracefulness but then he was also quite timid and scared and you know worried it was it was a wonderful film yeah it's amazing i watched that where else I, I watched something else that was really moving oh um oh i can't remember about cj walker the um the first self-made female millionaire well first self-made african uh, female millionaire is about a product that she creates sort of um hair straightening product and also again it's just um that was just really touching that was amazing and it was all based on true story but what i love about it is the the honesty behind the fact that because i think sometimes you know to be really successful you do have to be selfish and you do have to be a bit ruthless mm. do struggle with that um but 
it was interesting to watch because originally she did steal the formula. It was a stolen formula. It wasn't, it didn't, wasn't created from herself, but because she had this belief in herself, she just made it in something bigger than it could ever have been. Um, so it was really interesting. And then I'm watching uh, the morning show. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. Yeah. Obviously it's about the hashtag me too movement. Um, yeah. Again, touches on subjects like ageism and stuff like that. And I think it's quite, it's quite cool to see the stories of two female anchors. I think. I think that's yeah. Cool. There's lots of really strong shows that have they're really really leads in them at the moment, which is brilliant. It's really refreshing. It's really nice because especially when I first left drama school, the kind of roles that were out there were just oh, I just thought really. Whereas now, I think, and I think that is because there are more women that are writers, producers. So there's more of a chance now for female story to be told yes. and, and the show that I did um it was it's so great to have two female protagonists um mm. that are leads and I just think wow um yeah it is it's really refreshing Beth Sienna we are coming to the end of the show first I just want to say thanks for your time this has been brilliant like I'm sure no, people I, listening to this loved it thank you awesome if anyone wants to get in contact with you what's the best way to get in contact with you um so i'm on i think i'm on everything um instagram twitter facebook page um and my handle is the same at beth sienna on all of those platforms um so yeah they can sort of direct message me on instagram or direct message me on my facebook page probably the 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 two that are best to be able to contact me on Awesome. And when um, when's your new stuff coming out? Sorry. Um, well, we haven't set a date yet um, because, because, I mean, it was supposed to be around now, but then obviously lockdown and everything, yeah. COVID-19 has, has taken over. And I just, I just don't think, I don't feel it's right at the moment to have a release. I just want to wait. Um, okay. So I don't have a date yet, I'm afraid. Okay, but get sort of tagged up on your social media and you'll kind of announce yeah. that at the yeah, right time. Definitely. Awesome. All right, well, look, you've been awesome. Um, those of you that are listening, guys, thank you so much for your time as well. Again, if you want to share anything, please share the hashtag Sancerati Talks. Bethsiana, you've been amazing. Again, thank you so much. Really no, appreciate it. So <laughs> Hopefully we can meet in the flesh when um, when lockdown's dropped. Yay! <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right thanks so much all right thank you Summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart.